welcome to the Manifest Your Career podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a Latina career and life coach. With this podcast, I help successful women learn how to combine their intuition and logic so that they can manifest their dream career. By listening to my podcast, you'll learn how to go from feeling stuck and lost on what to do next to having the clarity, motivation, and strategies to manifest the career of your dreams. Each episode, I'll teach you the skills, strategies, and mindset you need, girl, to get in alignment with your career goals. Now let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 36. And today I am doing an interview with Ana Laura Fancon. She's the owner of Be Empowered Consulting, a company that plays a pivotal role in the path of BIPOC women transitioning or growing in their professional life. As a career and leadership strategist, Ana Laura supports professional BIPOC women and power to cultivate, transition, and grow professionally through resume building, interview preparation, and career coaching. Ana Laura works with ambitious professional BIPOC women who are searching for strategies to get to the next level. All right, guys, I cannot wait for you guys to hear her career journey and her career advice. Well, thank you for joining us. And my first question for you is, can you tell us about your family background? Where did you grow up and who did you live with? Yeah, definitely. So I am originally from the Rio Grande Valley. I grew up in a small border town, specifically called the Palm View, Texas. And I actually ended up being the first in my family to pursue a higher education. I attended a Title I school and uh, um, come from a low-income background. And I got the, the opportunity to really attend a four-year university, attend the University of Texas at Austin, and then pursue a higher education with the Johns Hopkins University. Wow, amazing. And so for the listeners that may not know what Title I means, can you explain that to us? Yeah, definitely. A Title I school is a school that is usually located in marginalized communities and often students from disenfranchised communities attend Title I schools. And it usually in, in, in Title I schools is where students receive federal um, free and reduced lunch. And also sometimes students um, may be at risk, uh, maybe, and may come from low income households. So. Thank you for that. Always. I'm pretty sure I probably went to a Title I school too. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were young and people asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, what do you recall telling them? Yeah, when I was young, I would tell people, I don't know, just based on my own personal experiences, as I mentioned before, being the first in my family to to graduate from from college and even living in a marginalized community, 
um, I always had a passion to serve and I wanted to be in a field where I was supporting and uplifting communities and, and really wanted to be a servant leader. Initially, I wanted to be in public policy and I got the opportunity to do some public policy work, but then I, my background ended up being in education and then career development, career and leadership development. Do you have any early career role models from that time when you were much younger? Yeah, I would say career role models would be my parents, first and foremost. They came to the U.S. um, and they... They really, you know, they really wanted us to pursue that American dream and just seeing their resiliency and how much they work. And even though it, it, it got difficult, sometimes they did not give up because they wanted to, to make sure that we had the best opportunities we, we had. And, and for me, they were always one of the role models I look up to. And even to this day, um, my family are migrant workers and currently my dad is actually going to be finishing up and coming back home and just seeing his ethic how hard he works and never gives up is a really a source of inspiration yes our parents are usually usually for first gen students our parents are our strong backbone Mm -hmm. even if they were gonna yell at us or threaten with the chancla Definitely. So you kind of touched on this a little bit, but can you tell us more about your college experience going from the Valley to UT? Yeah. um, So attending, as I mentioned earlier, I attended Title I school. I came, you know, I I come from a low SES background, socioeconomic status background. And even though I graduated, you know, in the top 2% of my class, I thought I was prepared. I thought I I had an education that had prepared me to to attend a four-year university to, to go to UT Austin. However, when I was there, I realized that I was not prepared. I didn't have the education that most of my peers really had the quality of education. And, and I struggled. Um, I, I remember getting my first D and I could not believe that. I thought that, you know, I was, it was the end of the world and I had failed, but it was a realization that even though I didn't get you know, the same access to an equitable education and quality education that wasn't going to stop me from, from pursuing what I wanted to do and, and definitely graduate. So it, it was difficult at first. There was a lot of challenges. However, I said to myself that I wasn't going to give up and I was going to finish what I started. Um, and I definitely looked into different resources and, and, and opportunities that would help me grow and, and even get, you know, even get into the uh, liberal arts honors program at UT Austin and, and, and graduate with honors. So nice. Congratulations. What was your, your freshman year like then grade wise? Grade wise, my freshman year actually was, um, (laughs) 
I remember getting a 2.9 GPA and I could not believe it. I was like, I had been a 4.0 student my entire life. But I was amazed that by the following semester, my second year and moving forward, I, you know, ended up getting, you know, 4.0s and, and I couldn't believe it, but it was because of my work ethic and my dedication and determination to, to prove myself that I could do it. Yeah, I don't always ask that. But for myself, I, I would I was not a 4.0 student in high school, Mm -hmm. I was um, in the top 10%. And I was, I don't want to say a lazy student, because I was labeled a smart student, I was Mm -hmm. able to sit in class and just learn and pass my test. And Mm -hmm. I took that same type of attitude. My freshman year of college so i had like a 2.39 gpa mm-hmm. my first semester and then then i realized okay i actually have to apply myself i actually have to do my my homework even if it's not required that's one of the mm-hmm. things you learn right learn your own accountability and it took four years to bring that 2.38 up to a, like a 3.25 and that was like mm-hmm. really high G- yeah. like, you know once you once you mess up your gpa that bad it's just really mm-hmm. hard especially knowing that i wanted to go to grad school yeah um, so that in itself was just a whole other thing but mm-hmm. So you got your bachelor's and then Mm -hmm. you went to John Hopkins for? Yeah, I got a master's in education. After graduating from UT Austin, I pursued a program called Teach for America. And Teach for America is a two-year program where core members are placed in a disenfranchised community and they teach at a Title I school for two years. And through that program, I got the opportunity to participate in one of Johns Hopkins master's program. And it, it was great because it was actually virtual. Um, and it was the same curriculum as a, as a in, in program requirements as it, it would have been an in-person master's coursework. Uh, but at the same time, I could continue working full time and apply the work that I was doing into my master's program. Nice. What an awesome opportunity. Because yeah, that mm-hmm. having to go somewhere in person is very limiting. I know that's what limited on my yeah. options on where I want it to go. Mm-hmm. So before your first full-time job, what were some of your career interests? Yeah, some of my career interests had been in consulting and also in public policy and women's health. Those were some of my like top three career interests overall, but I felt like I wanted to be in a field where I could continue giving back to the community, but at the same time, helping others move forward and whether it was in their careers or pursuing you know their dreams or aspirations thank you Mm -hmm. and can you tell us a little bit of how that changed once you started your first full-time job uh so I ended up uh going into education I like I mentioned I did teach for America and uh, I was in the classroom for I for about uh several years but 
even though I was in education, I realized that my career interests, there was some interconnectedness. There were there was some connection because I was still able to do some of the support others in their development, other teachers, and then also support families in terms of letting them know of different resources that they 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 had access to, especially in advocating for their child's education. And even throughout my career as an educator, I sought roles where I led teams and I supported the development of new teachers as well. And that was something that I really fell in love with. And and then I became an instructional coach. And being an instructional coach, I helped develop teachers and their pedagogy and, and, and got the opportunity to, to lead professional development. And, and I came to realize that really supporting other individuals' growth and also being not being a gatekeeper, but a door opener was something that I really uh, fell in love with and it became a passion of mine. Yeah, that's exciting. Personal development. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people think about that part of it, you know, that there is a lot mm-hmm. for teachers in regards to that, right? And with the right mm-hmm. instructional coach, you, know, you can develop some great teachers. So thank you. I'm sure yeah. all of those teachers mm-hmm. have a lot, a lot to, thank to thank you for. Mm-hmm. So after doing that and completing your master's, where did your career lead you then? So after being an instructional coach, I actually took some time. That's when I had my daughter, Amelia, and I had her actually in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> actually the beginning of the pandemic in April of 2020. And that really gave me the opportunity to reflect and think about what was going to be the next step for me. Over the years, I had supported two people um, in terms of providing resume building and career coaching and interview preparation and even LinkedIn optimization. And I wanted to do something that really uh, focused on career and leadership development. And that's when I really decided to, you know, why not just began being my own consulting firm. And then that's when I decided to launch Be Empowered Consulting. It gave me the opportunity to really focus on Be Empowered Consulting and providing a transformative experience and offering key tools such as career coaching, resume building, and interview preparation, and really focusing on working with the ambitious uh, professional women who are searching for strategies to get to the next level in their careers. So that that was something that I was doing. And then um, a great opportunity also came along unexpectedly, which was I ended up being a talent partner for a, um, a growing charter school here in the San Antonio and Austin area. Amazing. Well, can you tell us how that came mm-hmm. about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, uh, you know, as I was working with BM Park Consulting, I also came, I saw different opportunities. And, and I really, I, st- I applied one time. And then, you know, I, 
I went from, you know, the the first interview stage to the second. And then at first I realized that I wasn't going to get it. But when I got the call that I had received, you know, that I, that I had gotten the position, then I was excited. I was like, okay, <laughs> I didn't realize I got it, but it was a, it was an exciting opportunity. And now I'm, uh, it's, it's been a great experience. Also being a talent partner, um, since I partner up with hiring managers and oversee the support, oversee and support the hiring and selection process, and really also the culture building of the organization. What an opportunity. I'm sure mm-hmm. the charter school saw all of the valuable skill set that you have in bringing on the right teachers, the right staff, and how to develop them. That's amazing. Amazing to hear. Thank you. So now, what would be some networking tips that you would give mm-hmm. to the listeners? Yeah, I would say some networking tips. It would be really to focus on building authentic relationships. That is important when you are, let's say, in an event, whether it's in person or virtual, it's really important to to develop authentic relationships that you will know that there's that potential to grow. And also not focusing on the number of people you meet, but really focusing on the people that are in, whether it's in the in any in room in person or virtual, since now we're moving into a hybrid model, <laughs> but really understanding who's there, who's present, and seeing if they align to your values, the interests that you have. And also, uh, not just when you meet in people in a networking event, not just letting that be the only opportunity, but really going beyond that and, and reaching out afterwards. So that those are some some important networking tips to keep in mind. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Trying to connect with those people that resonate with you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, connecting with those that don't, you're going to end up, you know, trying to chase the wrong people and then yeah. feel either that rejection or kind of end up mm-hmm. somewhere where you don't want to be. Oh, yeah. That. So now can you describe any mentoring or career counseling that you received throughout your career development? Yeah, I would say really not to be afraid to ask for what you want. And that's something that initially I felt like, oh, well, you know, I thought to myself, if I work hard, people are going to see if, um, you know, really following the expectations uh, and my responsibilities, people are going to notice. Yes, they may notice, but if you don't ask for what you want, you're not going to go to the next level and whether it's in your career or, you know, your professional goals. Um, I remember having a mentor telling me like you need to ask for what you want and you need to make sure that they're paying you for what you're worth and I remember going into the first time when I told my manager that I needed a promotion Um, and I and I didn't just come there and say oh I need a promotion no I actually explained why I prepared myself and gathered all the data, all the work I had done, and but most importantly, the results I had produced and the impact I had within my team, within the organization I was in. And because of that, 
I received the promotion and a salary increase. I love that. Yes, you have to back it up with data Mm because, you know, you know it, you, you know, your worth, Mm -hmm. but you have to actually show it and and it can be Mm -hmm. difficult. You know, so mm-hmm. for those of that, for those of you listening, yeah. you know, the data, the impact. And what was the other thing that you mentioned? Um, it was uh, the in, the gathering the impact and then understanding, um, really asking for either the promotion and also um, yeah. a raise. Yes. So mm-hmm. now can you tell us what have been some of your most influential experiences in your career so far? I would say influential experiences would be, I remember one time when I was actually working in DC, I was a US congressional intern and I got the opportunity to attend a press conference and I saw Obama speak. Um, And I would say I was about, you know, 300 feet away or so. And that was such an inspiring moment for me thinking, you know, I was, uh, you know, a Latina from the Rio Grande Valley, uh, working in DC, and being in any room where the president was speaking was very influential, and so inspiring. And it's something that I will always remember and hold dear to my heart, especially seeing that Michelle Obama is such an, an empowering woman. And even though I didn't get to see her, you know, but Obama was there speaking that was that was very inspiring yes yes to be able to be in a room with someone that you look up to it's just amazing you can just feel their energy Mm -hmm. definitely so now I want you to kind of look back at your career and think about any missed opportunities that you had and not just missed opportunities, but missed opportunities that you look back at and you're like, Ooh, I'm glad that one didn't pan out. Um, I would say there had been some programs. Um, when I was a recent college graduate, there was some programs that I had applied to and I had gotten rejected and it didn't work out, but I am grateful. I feel like I had planned out what I wanted to do in life. I thought that, okay, I'm going to do, you know, X, Y, Z. It's going to be great. I'm going to move up the ladder. I'm going to be, you know, going up in a straight line and I'm going to become successful. I was wrong. (laughs) Uh, What I had planned for planned for did not work out and it's totally fine now I realize everyone thinks that there's a linear progression in careers and that's not the case I you know I got experience in the public sector and and I was in in policy and education now I'm in talent acquisition and, and I'm focused also in career and leadership development and I've come to realize that the experiences are that sometimes the plans we make and don't work out are one of the best opportunities we have. We just have to really look into the value of those opportunities that we get and how we can use our strengths to really continue to push ourselves and work towards achieving professional goals that we create as we're moving along. 
Yes, yes, I love that. And you're so right. You know, we're kind of taught this linear process. Mm -hmm. And I think it comes from, you know, society, mm -hmm. and then how school, right? Because yeah. school's all about get good grades, mm -hmm. and you move to the next level, yeah. right? So we think yeah. that that's the way a career works. Mm -hmm. But it really isn't just about your merit or your mm -hmm. work. It's also the relationships that you build. And, you know, you hear people say it all the time. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm -hmm. But there's also a key to mm -hmm. that. It's not just because you know someone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are those people that do get ahead that way. But that only leads you so mm -hmm. far. For a fulfilling career, it actually has to be authentic connections oh, yeah. that you build over time. I, I agree on that 100%. Yeah. Did you have something to share? You look like you had a, a story in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, also too, like uh, so one thing I, I realized too is there's no, there, there is no reason why anyone should rush. At first I felt like, okay, I need to do this, this, this and have it complete. No, I would be rushing and achieving goals and, and, making sure I got into different opportunities. But now I've realized like, you know, in different moments in my life, I, I was comparing myself to others. And that is what sometimes hindered me. And, uh, and also, I came to realize there's no reason why, why people should compare themselves to others. Everyone has unique strengths and talents. And there is a time and purpose and, and, as long as we are working and towards uh, our goals or making some sort of progress, everything will fall into place. And there is no reason why anyone should rush. And that's something that I've learned as well. You're so right. We had to savor it, you know, and I think that comes from mm -hmm. seeing our own parents having to diligently work all the time and their goal, like, you know, because if they didn't mm -hmm. you know, do what they needed to do, then they couldn't provide it. But for us, you know, it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's our time to be able to breathe and relax. And, you know, they didn't have that mm -hmm. opportunity. And also to go back and show that to them because they need to be able to do that too. I know both my parents still work um, in the labor force and I still see them. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think they're ever, ever going <laughs> to retire. Both of them are about retirement yeah. age, but you know, taking that slow down. And I have to say, looking back at even my parents, when they came to the US, they had like literal on the field jobs. And now both of them mm -hmm. have jobs that they're still in the labor force, but they have health insurance, they have paid time off, you know, so mm -hmm. they also have, you know, yeah. moved and navigated their own careers. And if we, you know, think about mm -hmm. what they're doing. Maybe I should uh, see if my mom would be on the podcast. I'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> She'd be with her Spanglish. Mm -hmm. People would be like, oh, she's speaking in Spanish. Yeah. Like, I don't even notice it. She's such a code mm -hmm. switcher that I don't. People are like, what did she say? I'm like, she was speaking yeah. in Spanish? I didn't catch it. I mean, just because mm -hmm. it's so natural to hear. It's just, it's just my mom talking. Yeah. So let's see. Mm -hmm. what, what question do I have next for you? This is one that I always like to ask. What are some new ideas that you would say people to try in regards to bringing out a new career opportunity for themselves? Yeah, I would say really um, focus in 
making some space and reflecting of what are some strengths and skills that they bring to the table and really look at what are some interests and passions and then aligning it to possible fields of if, and, and especially if, if they haven't tried you know let's say an example like the health field sector or consulting and really just being open having an open mind and I feel like when individuals have an open mind that can lead to different opportunities that will help others grow and really develop. I like that. So you've touched a little bit all over this whole interview so far, but I want to know what career advice would you have given your younger self? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, A career advice I would have given to my younger self would be not to rush just to have patience that's something that I being a type a person and trying to be a perfectionist and a go-getter I'm always on the go I'm like okay so what's next let's do this my husband Martin he's like you are so ambitious you need to kind of take a pause and, and it's true um so I would say don't rush things take it you know day by day and really look at your victories and and really see where you want to go from there. Um, there's no reason to rush because as long as you know you're working towards your goals and making progress, things will fall into place and even opportunities and doors will open up. Thank you. I love that. So what is a way that you would normally overcome your own obstacles or challenges? Yeah, one way I overcome obstacles or challenges is whenever I question myself and my abilities, something I've learned and advice I actually took from a mentor that I really look up to is really challenging my thoughts, because our mind is so powerful. And if we end up believing into those negative thoughts, and giving into, then, you know, we're going to have roadblocks, we're going to have mental blocks. And, and I feel for me, challenging my thoughts have, has helped me so much, especially when I start feeling like, oh, you know, I'm not qualified, or I don't know if I can do this. Um, you know, when I challenge my own thoughts, that has helped me and cleared up my mind and really work to prove myself wrong and and make sure that I am, you know, I even do better. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we definitely are our worst own critic and Mm -hmm. just got to challenge that, you know, and it's funny, I'm sure you probably encounter this. you know, when you share that with others that, you know, oh, you you doubt it yourself, they also are really surprised. So for you listeners, I know you guys are all high achievers, you just have to keep persisting and go over despite any obstacles or challenges that arise. It's just a challenge for you to grow and learn. And so is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah, I mean, I would say I created an amazing resource, which is a powerful action verb list, as I mentioned earlier, um, with Be Empowered Consulting is 
I support ambitious women who are in the middle of transitioning or moving on to the next level in their careers through resume building, LinkedIn optimization, and interview prep. Uh, and there is also on my Instagram account, Be Empowered Consulting, there is a resource uh, where they can get a free, powerful action burp list. So that's that's just a great resource to use when anyone needs to update their resume or is working on their resume to submit a new job application for an opportunity. Thank you so much. So they can reach you at an, on Instagram? Yes, through Instagram or the website beempoweredconsulting.com. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed getting the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the Manifest Your Career podcast with me, your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a Latina career and life coach.